Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! Today, I would like to talk to you about hair. What is hair from the spiritual perspective? And uh, does hair have any spiritual qualities or energetic qualities? Yes. So hair is interesting. Um, it, it's also actually, it's, it's interesting because it's not activated to the same degree within different individuals. So the answer also partially is going to vary depending on where you are in life. Um, at the very minimum, your hair is partially a navigation tool. Um, it's a navigation tool um, and a receptant, like a, a receptant a tool of receiving as well and I'll explain exactly what I mean so energetically um at the very end uh, at the very tips at the very ends of your hair um there are like um small um receptors should I say for the lack of a better word that uh give and transmit like receive give transmit information at all times at the very minimum, and, and, and that is something that happens, this, this level is activated within all humans, right? Um, and then there are some other levels around hair that are not activated in all humans. Um, so what your hair allows you to do is to receive information from the human collective at the very bare minimum, very bare minimum. Um, so the first layer of getting information from the human collective is emotional state. S- meaning at any point in time, be- if you have hair, if you have hair, you are inadvertently connected to the human collective family. Meaning on the emotional level, that's the most basic level of, of connection. You would kind of intuitively know, right? And again, it's subconscious, but you would intuitively know how the larger human family feels at any point in time, you know, um, you know, you're like, basically some of your mood swings and mood shifts that you cannot explain, you know, sometimes you like, you wake up in the morning, you're like, I'm not sure why I feel this, this bad, or I'm not sure why I feel so good. It, actually, the things are at face value, not so great. Right. So like, I think everybody kind of knows that they, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a common fact that humans are not really great at, um, being able to understand their emotions. Right. Because very often those emotions are not even theirs to begin with. Very often you would be just tapping into the collective, the greater collective, experiencing a collective emotion and thinking that it is your emotion actually, where in fact you're just living what everybody else is living, right? So your hair at the very minimum is picking up on the emotional side of the collective as well as actually the groups of people that are in direct vicinity uh, uh, compared to you, right? So the energy of the group, right? So very often, like when you are, I don't know, in a business setting or in a family setting, you would pick up on the emotional vibrations of the group, 
whether that is I don't know like a holiday and you showed up at a holiday party all of a sudden like you walk into a room and like it feels a certain way and it feels a certain way because like one of the ways that you get that information is through your hair the second layer uh, of the information that you can get from your hair is like the thought and mental right it also connects you to the the larger mental aspect of of the greater human collective right so like what are people thinking you know what are they obsessing with like what are you know the um, and that's where you get like your connection to the different stereotypes etc 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 this is also where you get your connection to your ancestral wisdom because ancestral wisdom is nothing else other than a portion or a pocket of the larger human collective so people with longer hair for instance uh, tend to it's it's almost like the, they have more receptors uh, to be able to perceive and read through that information and and absorb and also communicate right so they tend to feel more connected to their lineages more connected to their families um, as opposed to well people with shorter hair or bald people frankly um, last but not least area and that is actually not really that activated with humanity is your hair would and has the ability to connect you to the information from the higher realms, um, higher dimensions, uh, or even your higher self, right? Um, you know, all types of intuitive information that is not just necessarily, that is not necessarily just dwelling within the confines of this planet. So it is also a means of extraplanetary communication if you will or interplanetary communication as well as communication with higher realms could also be accentuated by the hair right so it is a communication device right it is a device that enables you to better connect to the communities whether that's smaller communities or larger communities right so your hair is kind of like responsible it's not the only organ by the way, that's sending out information about like what you are. Um, there are other organs, like including your skin, for instance, your skin sends out a lot of information through the pores and like the chemicals that your body emits. Like this, not just your hair, but your hair is going to be one um, communicating device, if you will. But it is a, an, an amazing receptor as well. Um, yeah, so that's your hair. And again, like I said, it also connects you to... Um, the wisdom of your ancestral lines quite a lot and um, it may also connect you to your um, motherland like your country because that is also another pocket of, of the collective that you would naturally tap into um, through your hair right so the way the collective is organized is in in concentric circles so i want you to imagine a system of concentric circles and you would be in the middle of that concentric circle so what you first pick up on within the human collective is obviously uh, the people that are in, in direct proximity to you, especially if you live with them in the same apartment. So that's going to be the uh, emotion, like those emotions, those thoughts are going to be something that's on autopilot, like you would automatically be reading, um, reading and absorbing, right? Um, that's why I got to be careful who, who, who you share your apartment with. Um, and, and that is... For those people who are especially the roommates, I mean, at least if you're a family, I guess you, you you at least share some of the lineage information, right? But for roommates, you really have to be careful because 
if if you're next to them, your your hair is going to absorb everything from their field, whether you'd like it or not. So that's your first concentric circle. And then you would go outward, kind of like um, into larger concentric circles. Then it would um, dial into the information from your immediate family that is alive and well. Um, and then some of it um, from there, it, it depends on how connected you are to your lineage. But there, there would be concentric circles that are based on your lineage and ancestral proximity, alternating with actual physical proximity to your body. For example, um, you would first read the emotions and thoughts of people in your town, in your city, because that's like the inner concentric circle, the smaller concentric circle. You will read that first before you read the emotions of the rest of the country, before you read the emotions of the rest of the planet. Does that make sense? Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you said that in some people, this ability is not activated, like to connect to the higher realms. Yes. Through hair. What, what does it mean and how many people actually have it activated? Mm-hmm. Between 15 and 20% is activated. Um, how come? Um, because they're not at the state, like they're not at the stage of development where they could benefit from communicating to such higher realms, if that makes sense. Hmm. Um, it, it would open up in due time. Uh, part of it is also hereditary through certain lineages. So certain lineages by default, especially the ones with extraterrestrial origins, are going to be connected to their forefathers. And their forefathers, if they have an extraterrestrial DNA, um, they essentially automatically connect you into another planet. So if you wanted to get rid of that connection, you couldn't in this case. Mm, I see. Yeah. And then there are also some that are like dormant. You know, there are some folks, let's say, with extraterrestrial DNA um, whose connections are dormant. Um, And they could be dormant for many reasons. There's not just one. Um, It could even be dormant because the higher self wanted so. That makes sense. You know? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, is there a difference between men and women and uh, like how hair (laughs) work? There are a lot of similarities. Uh, men easier pick up on thoughts. Women easier pick up on feelings. That's just how you're wired. Uh, it's not to say that uh, it doesn't work the other way around. It's just what is natural, right? So a woman, let's say, let's say there's an, an, an emotion has potency, Uh, like how potent an emotion is. Let's say like a woman might be able to pick up on an emotion that is just felt at the scale of 10 out of 100. A guy might may be able to pick up an emotion that is experienced at like 40 out of 100 plus, right? So like your sensitivity, uh, sensitivity, um, hair sensitivity towards emotions is actually a lot more um, developed in women. And then sensitivity towards like, thoughts and like mental constructs is more um is more in tune for men i'll explain why so women are wired in uh to be able to read the emotions of their child before that child talks or is able to speak right so they're not necessarily they have to really have that to be like that part of their body to be in hyperdrive or overdrive at all times to be able to understand what their baby wants before that baby can express anything. So their hair is going to be able to help them. 
as opposed to men, for instance, right? They, they have more of a protective aspect and they're, um, you know, the mental is going to enable men to be more in tuned to things like instincts in animals, for instance, um, and thoughts of others to, in order to be able to protect themselves and their families. So for instance, like a man might sense like uh, sense that there is some danger in the form of a wild animal without seeing the animal before the woman can sense that because they're picking up on an instinct and an instinct is actually part of the mental construct of the animal instinct doesn't come from like the, the feeling instinct is is of the, the mental capacity of the animal am i making sense yeah okay and the same thing about the thoughts of other people like if, if, if somebody wants to hurt you like chances are or like your family or whatever chances are there there's going to be a thought process around it so men just like wired to pick up on, on 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 thoughts and the mental constructs easier than than women so i guess that would be a difference um other than that uh i mean women tend to have uh better intuitions uh because i mean part of it is dependent on the fact that a lot more women have longer hair and longer hair just has more receptors uh because of its length um and then also the length of your hair actually mm, enables the distance not enables determines the distance at which you're going to be able to get in in like uh, or receive information from right so like the longer the hair like the longer the further away you can be from the object to still know and get that communication if that makes sense yeah if your hair is really short you'd still be able to get the same communication it's just the distance from which you would be able to sense it is going to be a shorter distance like you wouldn't need to be closer to a particular human to know how they feel or to know what they think mm-hmm. that makes sense and yeah. uh for men, um, men have some facial hair. Is yes. there any? It acts the same exact way. It same. acts the same exact way, and it actually wasn't always that way. Um, you know, um, because there is a lot of men tend to wear shorter haircuts, right? Um, they have to get that information somehow, still, right? And so they're optimizing in order to. Um, you know, they're growing it elsewhere. That's why like men tend to be hairier in, in the body in general, like they have hairier legs, etc., because they're overcompensating for the lack of hair elsewhere. And mm. especially men, like obviously like the balding situation in men is like is a very common occurrence, right? Um, so a lot of men tend to have like very thin and like lose their hair towards the, you know, like middle age and, and then uh, the, the end of their life. So they would have to overcompensate that with other hairs elsewhere. Hmm, that's interesting. And is there like any energetic or like spiritual meaning behind like why they lose hair? <laughs> yes, there's always a spiritual meaning. Um, men are not necessarily great at um, always like processing certain things, right? So it's, it's kind of like a communication device that, um, you know, it's uh, like a broken radio of sorts. So very often when you're receiving a lot of information, but you're not able to process and with men specifically, what they're not very good at processing is the in emotional stuff, right? So the incoming emotional information for men is really, really hard to process. At one point it backfires, like that communication device gets broken 
like the hair is like, well, I'm receiving it, but I'm not sure how to process it. I'm not sure how to process it. And then it just like gives up. Because if, if something, um, it's like a malfunction that um, eventually, um, like if, if the hair doesn't operate according to its purpose, it's going to fall off because it's not getting you the result that you, the end result that you wanted. Hmm. It's kind of like a self-terminating program, if that makes sense. <laughs> so the moment men's become, men on this planet become better at processing their own emotional states as well as the emotional states of others that they receive from the collective, their hair, they're not going to experience such issues around boldness. That makes sense. And uh, is there, um, I don't know, s- a spiritual meaning again, uh, why women on this planet have long hair and men have short hair? Is there a spiritual meaning? Yeah, or maybe like, I don't know, why, why so? <laughs> hmm. I don't know that it's necessarily a spiritual meaning. Um, at one point, obviously, it became, uh, it there there was an agreement that was created that longer hair was in men was not considered masculine. Um, and in general, like that agreement originally came from the folks that tried to control the masculine population because men were decision makers in the society for their families. They still are, by the way. Right. And like a lot of a lot, a lot of families. Yes. Like the woman still like, you know, now they say, OK, like women spend more money, what have you. But like very often, like in a lot of societies, like especially in the, you know, obviously we live in a patriarchal world within the family unit, men would tend to be decision makers around like, this is who we will vote for. This is what, you know, this is what we eat. Or this is our philosophy on this. And this is what our kids are going to do, blah, blah, blah. Like men's opinions really mattered. So in order to control a population, it was decided that, and it was, if you control, if you could control the guy, it was like a good place to start because you could, if by controlling the man, you control the family unit. I guess, arguably, they could have started with a woman as well. It's just not how history transpired, right? And, um, you know, by making longer hair come across non-masculine or demasculating men with longer hair, um, what they obviously propagated was the men with shorter hair, which are the men that are a lot easier to control and easier to manipulate. Because if if their antennas, hairs, right, little, little hairs are like antennas, are limited, right? They're going to get, their proximity for receiving information is going to be limited. Like meaning that they could only really receive information from things that are really close to themselves, right? So men started losing the forest from the trees when their hair got short. So they saw like there may be specific community, but they really couldn't feel at the whole like nation level or at the whole planetary level. And so their decision-making was not based with the whole set of facts so they men developed blind spots right because Mm. of that and that's why they were a lot easier to control because they the amount of information they were receiving from higher realms as well as their ancestral wisdom got smaller it shrinked Hmm. and people that are not informed are not informed in the right way you know they're very they're easier to lead astray for example, let's say you have long hair uh, and and you're easily able to con- to connect into your ancestral wisdom, right? 
And say in that ancestral wisdom, you remember that war is not okay because a lot of your ancestors died at war and your family was actually worse off because of that and not better off. And let's say that is like a, a legitimate ancestral memory, right? So imagine somebody trying to recruit you as a guy to go to war, but you're like, nah, uh, uh, I'm not that stupid, man. Like it doesn't feel right. I'm not going to go, right? All of a sudden, if you cut their hair and they don't have access to the memory pool of their ancestors, they're not going to be able to evaluate the concept and the construct of war from the same perspective. It's almost like, well, it's a blank slate. If, if I don't know, the king, whatever, the czar, whoever, says that war is good because we need more territory or whatever, I'm just going to trust that that's the correct answer and I'm just going to go to war, right? And that's how you turn a man who would have been powered by ancestral wisdom in the very least, maybe not extraterrestrial wisdom and maybe not their higher self, but at least ancestral they had, right? All of a sudden doesn't have access to that, so they're more controllable. If they're easier to control, then the whole family unit is easier to control, hmm. right? Because the men were the providers, right? You control the guy in those societies, you controlled everybody because you control the man if he doesn't make money, nobody eats. Nobody eats, they die. Kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. Is it the reason why, like, when you go to the army, you kind of have... Oh, really my God. Yes, of haircut? course. Well, they don't want you to think for yourself. Because like, even how they want you to march, it's the same leg. They need you to be like, okay, left, right, left, right, left, right. God forbid you think for yourself. Wake up, 5 a.m., regiment. They don't care if you're, like, sleepy or whatever. You know, they're, yeah, they, they literally like turn you into an animal of sorts that um, is just going to, you know, do exactly what, what you're told, right? So that's hence the discipline, hence the, you know, um, a very hierarchical structure, right? So yeah, absolutely. That's, that's why. so interesting because uh, now I'm trying to understand like the, actually the significance of actually men having short hair or like no hair at all on on the like face shelf hair or like on the head well and the same thing and that's why like well you know why beards right like let's cut the beards like let's shave and the propagating of shaving like if the guy the guy the man is clearly shaven all day every day then it's the same thing right he's not his facial hair is not going to be able to overcompensate for the lack of uh, hair on the head right hmm so it's, it's actually not like a good tone or sexy or whatever to be cleanly shaven. It's like yet another way that they're controlling you by putting images in front of you that are positioning the lack of facial hair as desire, a desirable attribute. Oh, wow. Okay. So <laughs> because... On the, on the it's also for men like the men really need to watch their surroundings and again like not to get you to to the primal very like um tiger jumping out at me and trying to eat me arena but it kind of is so so men uh benefit from having hair kind of like <laughs> 360 around their body because that enables them to get um signals from uh, all the different sides right so if their hair pulled back they're like it's going to cover the sides and the back but they still need some information to come for the face because what if the tiger is staring right like in front like what's if the tiger's like right right in front of you and that's your blind spot 
right mm, so yeah. that's another reason why they've like they've developed hair and that's why actually some men have hair on the back right which is like why would you have hair on the back well it's because they're overcompensating for like the lack of of, of their hair on the head in the back you mm. know yeah so they, they they need somehow to be able to if if, if um the threat is going to approach from the back they still need to monitor it ah okay so on one side uh it's a connection with uh, collective uh, emotional and uh, mental mental mm -hmm. um and maybe a listener could think okay whatever i have short hair so i get some uh, right and uh, it's really hard to actually comprehend the significance like what you miss if you kind of have what you miss is the ability to critically think mm -hmm. for men yeah in particular so you're a lot it's so like all the things that you think are your own thoughts and all like maybe not all okay let's not over in this particular case overgeneralization maybe doesn't help but there are some thoughts that you perceive are to be yours but they've actually just been fed to you on a on a on a silver spoon by media or some some something else right so you're a lot more controllable than you would have been otherwise right and there is that like you get an impression of, of making the decisions yourself like you think you're under the impression that like you're fully empowered to make decisions but what actually ends up happening is the decisions that you're making if you kind of like look back at your life very often are going to be the decisions that a lot of other people around you were making so you're just like getting clues from like quote-unquote what's normal so it's more of a herd mentality you know hmm. and less of an individualistic thinking so very often even unbeknownst to yourself when your critical skill critical thinking skills are low you end up making the same decisions that the majority is while at the same time not even acknowledging that you've decided to skip the whole decision making process altogether and just go with what everybody else wants and thinks etc cetera, etc cetera. oh wow that right? that's that's big <laughs> yeah yeah okay uh that's that's great thank you for explaining this and uh, is there any difference in like hair color there is some yes i mean uh there are some um like let's say like certain natural abilities I mean, hair color is obviously part of the DNA. Um, so um, your redheads, for instance, are very connected to the sun and, and sun energies. Um, so they can actually really work with the energies of the sun a lot better than the other hair types, for instance. Hmm. Um, they could use um, their hair, hair color as like a literal, like a direct, it's almost like they have a direct connection to the sun by just the virtue of being redheads. And so they can really use um, the sun as like a big energizer bunny in the sky. Like it's a source of energy and it's a source of confidence potentially. So it's a, a manifestation source. So like your redheads are not going to have a, a hard time working with sun energies. Um, your uh, like folks with um, like brunette um, head actually um are more connected than the rest with the their own subconscious right so ironically they would be your like more intuitive types um i know sometimes like the the dark hair like raven black hair is connected to like witchy energies right um 
you know so you're like uh, in in women it would uh very often translate into like okay some some special abilities around like divination or like being able to like have really deep intuition or sense into things like they're like really really highly sensitive or should i say like they're they they like their hair is like a sensor so like they they could go really deep into the very core of of the issue and like they actually have an easier time seeing somebody's true intentions it's actually like for for somebody that has a dark head like it's harder to fool them than others than other types because hmm. they kind of like they can see because they're connected to the subconscious they're kind of like um, I don't want to say they're connected to the darkness because that is like such a wrong thing of like a way of looking at it, but they're connected to the night and by the virtue of being connected to the night, they're connected to the subconscious. And like, that's why it's actually a lot easier for them to uh, perceive the things that are hidden. Right. And, and, and see them for what they are. Um, your uh, blondes actually have an easier time connecting to higher realms like they, they tend to, um, um, like your blonde people would be the ones that like your hair would almost like activate and work on activating your crown center. So these are the people that would, um, you know, under proper tutelage, under proper guidance, they would have, they would find it quite natural to be able to connect to their higher dimensional guides, to their higher self, etc., because that it really opens up that connection to angelic realms, et cetera, et cetera. Awesome. And my last question would be maybe about um, dyeing hair. Like when you actually decide to dye your hair, mm -hmm. is it natural? Is it okay if you change the color of your hair? Well, it depends, right? So if we're talking about highlights, for instance... Um, that's probably the worst because especially if like we're talking per peroxide, right? Like when you're taking like a darker hair and trying to turn it blonde, in essence, you're pretty much rendering your receptors, uh, um, you're killing them. You're rendering them ineffective. You're making them ineffective because um, that type of dye really burns out, like it burns your hair, Right. Um, so that hair is no longer alive. If it's no longer alive, trust me, the capabilities that it used to have, like if it, when it was living, it wouldn't have, or would have it to like a much, 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 much smaller degree, right? So like the worst thing you can do to your hair is like use peroxide on it and like go fully blonde if you're like a brunette. Like I don't recommend that. Um, in general, if you're just using normal dyes, right, um, that don't like don't really alter your hair color too much let's say it's just like maybe a couple of shades deeper or even if you want to color your gray hairs i don't see i mean it's not ideal but it's also not the end of the world actually dyeing is way better than cutting so if you want to do something to your hair go dye it don't cut it as long as you don't do like full hair head of highlights you know that's that's not great for anybody Hmm. What do you mean by don't cut it? Uh, you mean ever? So the never? length of your hair yeah. is more important uh -huh. than whether it's colored or not. Outside of the fact when you're, for instance, um, if you're, say you're a blonde and you're going into a brunette, right? 
because your natural propensity, your natural hair color would give you like a very open crown center and even third eye, right? All of a sudden you go into the black color and you in this weird in-between state. So your, tr- your natural ability of being able to connect to higher realms and your higher self is already not as potent as before because you've changed that frequency. But at the same time, just because you dyed it black, faking is not working on the energetic level. So when you dye something like a blonde hair black, you don't necessarily automatically get all the properties of the dark hair, naturally dark haired person. Hmm. So you're in this weird in between state. Now, um, that I wouldn't recommend like dramatic changes like that. Moving from a brunette to a blonde or from a blonde to a brunette or even from a redhead into any of these. But you can go a couple of shades lighter or a couple of shades darker. And that is not the end of the, like, that's not the end of the world. What I was saying is it's, um, you know, if you want to do something with your hair, say you're a girl and you're like, well, I don't know, should I cut or should I color? I say color before you cut. Ah, I see. Okay. What about like purple and crazy colors? That would be in in this book. It would be like dramatically changing the color. Now, I'm not going to tell you not to do purple because very often when people color their hair or something crazy like that, um, they either have an underactive chakra or they're going through some other type of soul searching. So for them, it could actually be quite therapeutic. Mm. So in this particular instance, I would make an exception. That makes sense. Yeah. And uh, the last one, actually, uh, I think it's called hair extenders. So like hair extensions. extensions. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything like around well, this? The problem with hair extensions is, which is a very obvious problem. Um, remember how I told you you're going to like if you live with roommates, you're going your hair is going to absorb everything that's going on in their head and in their emotional body, whether you'd like it or not. Um, when you use hair extensions, it's the same thing. Only you're going to be absorbing that information from the actual owner of that hair, irrespective of how far or close you personally are to that person, right? Because their hair already has the imprint and not just their personal imprint, but their ancestral imprint. So, I mean, could there be a situation where the person that donated their hair to you has an amazing lineage and, you know, it's just so perfect and high vibrational and all of that good stuff? Is it possible? Yes, it is possible. But, but because, you know, donating your hair is a means of making money for certain people, right? The people that would actually donate their hair tend to be from the poorer societies, right? From families that are in, on average, it's an overgeneralization. They would have, they would be from lineages with more karma, you know, and just like more prejudice and stereotypes and like all, all the stuff that like the person who is buying the hair might not benefit from. And you just don't know what you don't know unless you're a psychic and you can literally read the energy of the hair that somebody, somebody's putting in, in, you know, in, in your own auric field for the lack of a better word as a general rule it's not a great idea if you absolutely must if you absolutely must have hair extensions that's fine but 
What you want to do is you want to do an energy reset practice with that set of hair before somebody puts it in into your actual, attaches it to your actual head. So what you want to do, do you want me to tell you how it works? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what you want to do um, is um, you, before they install the hair, and install is probably the wrong word, before they attach it to you, you want to make sure that there is some time, like in general, three days, like the, the good cleanse would take about three days to do. Um, what you want to do, salt is actually a really, really good me- mineral that absorbs a lot of the nastiness. So you want to have um, like um, like a plate or something, like you can use a plate or any type of flat surface. And you want to use either, you know, regular salt or like pink Himalayan salt, it doesn't really matter. And like you want to have like maybe like a quarter of an inch um, um, thickness, like just like put the salt on a flat surface, right? And then you want to cover it with a piece of paper because obviously I'm sure you don't want to get like salt in the hair that you, you intend to wear, right? And you want to place, um, you know, place the hair over the salt and kind of like have the hair sit there for a couple of days at least. And the salt would be able to absorb like a lot of the nastiness, even through like the piece of paper, right? So the the salt is really, really good at absorbing all types of negative emotions and uh, etc. And then um, I believe we did an exercise of um, cleansing uh, the palate. I think that I don't remember one of the episodes, but I'm going to repeat myself. Um, The reset that you would also want to do is not dissimilar to how we're cleaning away your thoughts. So um, the same practice that you can use to clean away your internal dialogue is how you can clean the information that has been imprinted into that hair, right? So you would want to first kind of like um, focus on your hands, right? And you want to imagine that in between your hands, There is like a ball of energy and you kind of like really want to focus on that ball of energy between your two palms, like really feel that. And if you can't feel that ball of energy, you want to rub your hands, your your palms against each other. You know how like when you do the quick rubbing like that, um, like your palms really become warm. And as you like then uh, try to feel um, the space between the two palms, like you feel like there is like a ball of energy. So first, you kind of like want to place that ball of energy once you feel it. Um, and, and you kind of like you want that ball of energy to come over or, or around the hair, right? So like you would place your hands um, on the two sides of the hair so that that ball of energy can kind of like encap- encapsulate that hair, if that makes sense. And then, you know, with intention of clearing and bringing to the state of zero. So like every time you're trying to remove the information, Essentially, what you're doing is you're bringing the vibration of that thing, that product, or you know whatever is the substance that you're trying to cleanse. You're trying to bring it, bring it into the state of absolute zero, the state of absolute nothingness, if you will, or the the blank, the blank slate, right? So you want to focus on the energy and the concept of of zero, like the zero coordinates, right? Um, that, that state of nothingness as you're doing that. And you want to place, um, you know, your uh, right hand towards the left edge of the hair that you're working with, right? 
Um, and then you want to do a swiping motion from left to right with your hand. And as you're doing that, literally feel how all the information, all of the vibrations that are emanating from the hair are all turning into zero, you know, or nothing. Like you literally are removing all the information. And then do the same thing with your left arm. Like you want to place your left arm towards the right side, the right end of the hair. And then you want to do a swiping motion from right to left, right? And as you're going, imagine the state of absolute zero and just like removing, kind of like erasing everything that doesn't belong there, like all the karma, all the attachments, all the ancestral layers, right? And um, it's actually, there. Are, so there are like um, three layers that you would want to clear. Um, the first layer is um, the ancestral layer. Right. So there's like the innermost layer. So you want to do this exercise that I just told you, just clearing the ancestral, like all the ancestral karma. The second is the collective energy of that region where that person came from. Right. Like you want to do the, the same clearing, like from left to right and zeroing it out. And the third layer is any, if if any, high vibrational information that, you know, that person got from like their higher self or guides, like you want to remove that also. Right. Once you do these three layers, that hair is pretty much clean and then it can be input, you know, in, inside of your head. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Thank you so much for you know, giving us this information. And uh, now I'm going to end this session. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a suggestion for a topic we should explore in the future, please email us at hello at conversationswithmyhigherself.co. If you resonate with our message, please consider leaving us a review or sharing this episode with your friends. The world is going to be better off for it. With much love, Maria and Sergey.